0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ridgeview Church. My name is Alex Barrett. I'm the lead pastor here, and we are launching a brand new series today called Decades, and we're looking at how do we make the most of each chapter in our life, and I wanna just start by giving you a preview of what we're gonna be looking at today and then where we're gonna be headed over the next Four weeks. And so here's a series preview. Uh, we're starting today talking about laying the foundation, and we're going to be using kind of some imagery. And here's a picture of the, the decades image that you, you've seen as we've started here. And you can see there's a picture of kind of like something that's being built. And the 20s, what we're talking about today is about laying uh, the foundation. And the focus is training in your 20s. Now, next week, we're going to talk about the 30s and building carefully and how to build. In your 30s. So the training uh, goes to the building. And then uh, two weeks from today, we're going to talk about through the forge, how you endure during your 40s. So there's training, there's building, and then there's enduring. And you see the picture there of the fire. So how do we in our 40s kind of endure the fires of life? And then we're going to close out the series talking about pouring out. And that is leading and investing in others in your 50s and your 60s. And, and here's the image for that. Now, anytime you talk about a decade, the first thing you think about is, of course, where am I? Like, what is it uh, like I'm supposed to focus on in, in my life? And so if you find yourself, you're not yet 20 and you're a little bit younger, or you are in your 20s, or you're maybe in your 50s, or you're approaching your 70s, I think that these, this series is about how do you pull principles, And so no matter what decade you find yourself in, uh, we hope that this gives you a sense of biblical principles that you can apply into your life no matter where you find yourself. Now, as I talk about different things in the 20s today, and if you're older than that, it's easy to kind of get into that mentality of like, I totally missed that, or I blew that, and you you begin to beat yourself up. I just wanna encourage you, don't do that. Allow those principles to to sink, sink in, and then think, what can I do Uh, to kind of build that into my life. So if you've missed a certain aspect of training, uh, it's never too late to train. It's never too late to learn and to talk to somebody and and get coaching. So I encourage you, uh, make notes. You can, uh, on the listening guide, you can print that out. You can take notes on your phone, however you wanna do that. But just take some notes of some things that, that you can kind of build in to your life no matter what decade you're in. I wanna talk about just the first question, and that is why train in your 20s? If the 20s are about training, then why is that important? And if you're beyond your 20s again and you still need some training, why is that something that's worthy for you to look at and invest in? Well, really your 20s, again, are like building, like you're laying a foundation. And I think all of us would agree, there's things that we did in our 20s or experienced in our 20s, if you're beyond it, that have impacted our lives. And there's something about those early years, the 20s specifically, where we're laying a foundation and we begin going down a path of our life. And the destination, we start heading on the the journey, we make choices, and those things that we do in our 20s really do count, they matter. And so it's very important to begin to think through, how do I set myself up so I'll have success later in life? Uh, Recently, a few months ago, I saw a post on Instagram from a ministry that had this title and it's how to ruin your life in your 20s. And I knew I was gonna be speaking on this series and so it got my attention, I saved it. And here's some insight that this ministry had. First is do whatever you want. Live beyond your means, feed an addiction, run with fools, believe your life is about you. Live for immediate gratification, avoid accountability. Now, if you build those kinds of habits or perspectives into your life in your 20s, it's actually true, you will ruin your future. You're gonna impact your life in so many negative ways. But as you see in this post, it has kind of a, a negative connotation, all the things that you should avoid. So the message today is we talk about this idea of laying the foundation. I hope to give you some practical insights of what you can actually do. What are the things that you can begin to put into your life? So let's dig into the question again. Why train in your 20s? Well, the first point is this. Life will become more complex. Now, when you're in your 20s, things begin look a lot more difficult than when you were maybe in college or when you were growing up in home. If you've you've moved out and you begin to take a job on and maybe you're newly married and you begin to start having kids, all that can happen in your 20s. Well, life becomes more complex. But what's interesting is life in your 20s is more simple and easier than what it will be in his 30s and and then in the 40s and, and beyond. So life keeps getting more complex as we get more things that we're responsible for, what the Bible calls stewardships. As things in our life, uh, the impact of those decisions begin to to bear fruit, there's more complexity for the good and the bad things that that we've decided to do. And so we really do need to have this foundation for us to pour from and to pull from so we can have success as the complexity continues to build. Here's a a proverb, and I'm going to be reading from Proverbs quite a bit this morning because Proverbs has a lot of wisdom. And so when we talk about decades, it's really, how do I have a wise approach in the season that I'm in? And so the Proverbs will be a big help for us in this series. Well, here's what it says in Proverbs 16, 22. It says, understanding is a fountain of life to those who have it, but folly brings punishment to fools. And I just want to highlight that idea of understanding. Uh, in English, understanding is something like, okay, I, I get it. Like, I can understand, I maybe can comprehend it. But this is written in Hebrew, in the original language, and the Hebrew word for understanding is actually kind of a lot more complex. It has some different facets and layers, and that word is is sekel. And that understanding means intelligence by implication or success. So there's a certain understanding which actually means to intelligently seeing how things work. And in that understanding that, that will lead to future success. That's the type of foundation you need to begin laying in your 20s, this kind of understanding. The other connotation, root word of that, is sackle, which means to be circumspect. So there's a certain understanding that sees kind of all the things that are going around. The younger you are, it's very easy to be narrow-minded and just see maybe one side of something. But to grow an understanding. And to train means that I'm going to grow in a certain knowledge that's wise, what the Bible calls wisdom. And that means something that became maybe very narrow, I start to see like there's actually more facets to it. It's kind of like a door that just seems like it's open just this. Well, the more understanding you have, you see, well, actually the door is a little bit, there's more to see. And then as I gain more experience, it seems like the door kind of widens and there's more to see. There's more of the picture. There's more of the dots that that need to be connected. There's more implications for a decision. There's more facets to what's happening around with all the people involved. That's the kind of understanding that this proverb is is talking about. And that's what you need to grow in your 20s. So that that word sackle means to be circumspect, careful to consider all circumstances and all possible consequences before acting or deciding. Now, when I hear that, that kind of feels like the opposite of what the twenties should be. Because if you're like me, that I spent a lot of time in my 20s kind of just making a decision and then dealing with the ramifications afterwards. And the scripture here talks about kind of that, that hastiness or just that rush to decide. Well, part of what training does in our 20s is it grows that understanding like, okay, I need to understand. I need to connect these dots. So I just want to give some questions that begin to lay that foundation of training to develop that cycle in our life. Here's the first. Uh, What has occurred in this situation? That's a great question. As you find yourself in a conflict, as you find yourself at work, maybe in a complex situation, a project that you're working on with multiple people and deadlines, and you're thinking, how will this work? Well, you just ask questions like this. What what has occurred in this situation? What's happening? Uh, What people and forces are shaping this situation? What is going to be the outcome of this situation? Based on where we're headed, where's the likely outcome? Like, Take that decision and put it into the future. Play it out. And then the last is, if an undesirable outcome occurs, what needs to be done to reshape the outcome towards success? So in us, especially the younger we are, there's a simplicity that we have. The Bible actually calls that being simple-minded. That is, we just live life. We have the phrase YOLO, you only live once. And that's kind of the opposite of what we're talking about here. This kind of understanding is actually because I only live once, I need to really take into account how to think carefully, how to live in a way that's very intentional, that thinks about outcomes. There's a certain carefulness that speaks to this understanding that we need to grow in and that we need to be trained in uh, through people that that help us and, and model this and ask good questions. I remember early on when I was leading in a church in my 20s, I was helping out in a youth group event at church and i just kind of taken over this role to lead this student ministry. And this was at Church in the Valley, the church that helped plant us and sponsored us here at Ridgeview. And I remember I was so excited for this event. And we're pulling up to this park. We were gonna do some games and hangout. And I'm thinking about the event. And as I'm driving, I'm like, this is gonna be really fun. I'm really excited. And then my wife, Samantha, asked me, what's your, your plan for the event? And I kid you not, I knew there was event, I knew the time and I knew the place and I was leading it, but I had not thought of the plan. And right when she asked me that, I thought, I actually have no idea. And it was the first time in my life where I realized like I was the guy that had to come up with the plan and I hadn't, I had not thought of it. What it was, was I hadn't actually taken the time to try to understand what I was entering into and then understand the impact And I began to scramble and think like, I don't have a plan, I need to have a plan. And I'm literally pulling up to the parking lot, seeing all the youth that are waiting for us to arrive. And it was in that moment that I realized I need to really grow in my own understanding because life becomes more complex. And if I can't learn how to think ahead and plan and coordinate, it's gonna be very difficult in my life as things grow. And I'm so thankful that in my 20s, I was able to grow in this. And that was like that early warning sign, like, you know what, I really need Some training. I need to be thinking differently instead of just living moment by moment. So I hope that gives you a sense. We need training because life becomes more complex. Number two, zeal is not enough. Now this is kind of connected, but the idea is zeal is literally great energy and enthusiasm. The younger you are, usually you can get really excited about the things that you care about. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna be effective. So in your 20s, you may have great energy and great enthusiasm, but you may not know what you're doing. And so you have to learn the skills. You have to learn again the questions, maybe the dots that need to be connected so that you can actually take that energy and take that enthusiasm and see success. And so what I realized in my life, the younger I was, it seemed like the more I had figured out. And then the older I've become, it seems like the less I know, and that's that idea of zeal. We can be so excited as a youth, we think we kind of know everything. Then the older we get, we start to think, you know what, my parents actually had some wisdom, things that you never thought you'd say when you were younger, right? That's that idea of when you're young, you have zeal, but zeal is not enough to lead effectively. Check out this proverb in 19.2. It says, desire without knowledge is not good, and whoever makes haste, with his feet, misses his way. The word their desire, is like anyone who has life. It's kind of like this idea. You have breath, you have a soul, you have this energy. Well, if you just have this vitality in life, but not wisdom, that knowledge, that's an aspect of the wisdom that we've been talking about, then the scripture says it's just not good. What it means is you're just gonna kind of get off track really easy. Again, you've got energy and enthusiasm, but you don't really know what to do. And so you can take that energy and take that enthusiasm and put it in the wrong place. This reminds me of just a few weeks ago, my son got a huge soccer goal for Christmas and we spent the day after Christmas setting it up and it took us so long. And we we faced this time where we have these poles and we're connecting the net and the two poles that needed to connect did not work. And we're thinking, well, this is crazy. We're looking at the instruction book and we're that the poles are not going in. So we decide, well, we're going to have to kind of force it. We begin to put soap. So it kind of goes in there easily. And then we, we get a hammer and we begin to hammer it. And finally we get the poles in. Well, later as we're going at the, like the future steps of the goal, right? When we're kind of nearing completion, we realized that the reason those two poles didn't fit is that the two poles at the bottom, we had upside down. So we had spent all that energy hammering Forcing those poles to fit. And the bottom line was we had the wrong ends connecting. And that's a lot of what this scripture is speaking about. You can have the energy and you can hammer stuff, but you could actually be doing it the wrong way. So then we had to undo all of our work. And that's a lot of what the 20s is about. You just spend some time kind of making mistakes. And we all will. And we all have. But training actually can help learn not just energy and enthusiasm, but where to place it it be when to hold back in that wisdom of knowledge that comes from God. And then the third is this. Why train? Scripture seems to indicate that the 20s are the training years. And there's just some biblical examples of this. Joseph, uh, he sees a vision at age 17 about his future. But it's, he's 30 years old when it comes to pass. And so during his 20s, he experienced a crazy journey. He was a slave. He became the manager of an estate. He was in an Egyptian prison, uh, but he learned humility. Then he became an administrator in the prison. Then at age 30, he appears before Pharaoh and he becomes vice regent of the land. So there's a vision at 17, but his influence didn't really come into effect in his, you know, responsibilities until age 30. So he had that, that period of time where it was training in the middle of really hard things and crazy circumstances, but he learned and he actually gained influence. Uh, David in the Old Testament, this is the same David that we talk about a lot in the Psalms. This is David and who fought Goliath. Uh, Saul, the king at the time, tells David um, when he was about 16 years old, when he fought Goliath, and he didn't become king until he was 30. And so at 16, he gained great influence, but it was a long period before he became king. So all that time, he, he learned kind of this, this training in that period. Uh, even Jesus, at 12 years old, uh, he's in the temple talking with the leading theologians of his time, and he's speaking to them. But from 12, he showed great wisdom, but it wasn't until age 30 that he started his public ministry. And so 18 years of training and developing, even for Jesus. And then there's an example that this is actually kind of a warning and this is Rehoboam, and he actually failed to train, and he gained influence and leadership, but he failed to lead well. Check out this verse in 2 Chronicles thirteen seven. It says, Some worthless scoundrels gathered around him, Rehoboam, and opposed Rehoboam, son of Solomon, when he was young and indecisive and not strong enough to resist them. So, He failed to train in that period, then he gained that influence and leadership, and he actually got manipulated, and his his leadership got taken from him. He was 41, and he became king, and he was described as still young. So even in his 40s, he was almost described as somebody who was like a 20-year-old because they hadn't actually gotten training. So Rehoboam is like a cautionary tale. If you don't use that period, you're going to have to figure out how to get that training into your life, even in later years. And so I want to turn the corner. We've talked a little bit about why, the complexity of life, that we need effectiveness, not just zeal, and then also just the pattern in scripture. But let's talk about what we need to actually choose for training to kind of get into our life. So here it is. To get training, I will need to choose, number one, accurate attitude, advisors, aggressiveness, and availability. Now, in this alliteration, all these A's, I hope this gives you a sense of, again, what the Bible says. And so I'm going to kind of go through some Proverbs pretty quick on this. But let's start with the importance of the right attitude, an accurate attitude uh, to get training. And this is found in Proverbs 11:2. It says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. If you want training, you have to have humility enough to r- recognize it. It's that idea of, I could be lost, but I can't find my way unless I maybe ask for directions. And that's the same in life. There's times when we need to admit we don't know the way forward. We're maybe lost. And humility is really kind of having the guts to admit that. Being able to say, I I don't know what to do. And therefore, I need help. Pride sets us up for God to oppose us. We're celebrating the Super Bowl and we're going to be watching a football game later today. But that word pride and God opposing us is this idea of when we're prideful, he's like standing on the the opposite side of the line of scrimmage. And pride is us lining up against God, thinking that we're going to get around him. You, You can't do that. He's the almighty one. So when pride comes, we're setting ourselves up for just a collision with God. But humility is actually working with him and he will help us. And so that accurate attitude is so important to get training. The second is advisors. You need to actually have advisors to provide the training. This is Proverbs 15, 22. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. There's a phrase that I heard growing up, and that is people who said, I went to the school of hard knocks. Now, if you've never heard that, uh, that seems kind of peculiar. But that, that idea is training through life, specifically when life is hard. Now there's a lot you can learn from life and experience. Experience actually can teach us a lot. But if you only go to the school of hard knocks, what you end up having is pain. And if you don't have people to help you grow in that, then you stay in school forever. You never graduate and you stay in that school and you stay in that school. And it's like, you again, don't develop. So advisors help you with your experiences, the things that you're facing, and help you make sense out of it and and ask you types of questions that you need. And so my plans will always fail if I'm not really getting the right perspective. I just can't see it all. I just can't see everything in a situation. So advisors, again, draw out that understanding. They maybe widen the view that you need to see. Now, we live in a time where we can get advice from really anything. If you have an Alexa in your home, you have Siri on your phone, you can ask that all sorts of questions. But for life and complex issues, you can't really ask that. You you need some advisors who have some wisdom, who can really help you. And so if you're, you know, in your 20s and you're a new parent or you're newly married, what you want to do is you want to start looking at advisors. Who are some people married that they really seem to have a successful marriage? Like they, they, they seem to really love and team well together and sacrifice Uh, parents who are some parents that are really raising their kids to to be godly, to treat each other. Right. You begin to look like these are the kinds of advisors that, that I need. And so to get training, you need to choose the right attitude and you need some advisors to help you. The third is this. You actually need aggressiveness. This is actually where the zeal in your twenties and that enthusiasm can help you to get training you need to take initiative. People will not help you unless you ask. Really, wise people specifically, if you don't ask for input, they'll not give you advice. Why? Because unsolicited advice, advice when you're not asking it usually does not land well. And so a wise person knows I'm not going to give them something that they're not asking for because it will just bounce off like Teflon. It just, it won't help them. And I'm just wasting my time. And so the wise person's always thinking, what am I doing that's actually productive? That's going to be a help. And so an aggressiveness in training is this idea of like, I need to actually ask for help. I need to seek it out. Check out this Proverbs in 1920. It says, listen to advice and accept instruction. And in the end, you will be wise. Those verbs there, listen, really means with the intention to do it. I'm not distracted. So there's this aggressiveness, like I want to ask for help. I want to get input. I want to actually get my hands around this. And I'm going to listen to what people tell me with this intention of like, I want to do it. Like I'm going to write it down and then I'm going to refer back to it. That's that idea of listening. And then the accepting is the instruction is given. So when when somebody gives you help or insight, it's like this wisdom. And Lord willing, you're getting again from wise advisors. So this wisdom is like floating like bubbles, right? So to be aggressive means you grab that and you, you pull it in. It's this idea of it's, it's floating out there, but you actually need to accept it. You need to kind of pull it in to your own orbit. That's what that word accept instruction means. You need to grab it. And that takes a certain amount of aggressiveness. Like this is something I really need to hear. This is something I need to write down. This is something I need to look back at. And then the fourth is availability. It's very difficult to get training if you don't carve the time for it. And we understand that. To change anything, we have to actually carve out the time. Most of our New Year's resolutions, if you made them, this is about that time when we look back and say, oh man, I had so many good intentions. But a lot of times it's just because our schedule didn't change. Check out this Proverbs in 1320. It says, he who walks with the wise grows wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. A mentor of mine says, pick your friends, pick your future. And I believe that's true. If you don't take the time to pick the right friends, then you might get around a crowd that's going to lead you in the wrong direction. And that impacts your future. And so availability means like I need to actually make time to get around wise people who can help me. I need to make time to get around the community of the church so I can continue my training. Even if you need to, to grow at your workplace, you need to grow in your understanding in school, you need to take some time to, to learn, to get that, that input. And so you need to get that on your calendar so it gets in your life. So availability is, is very important. So I hope those give you kind of a, a helpful principles. We've talked about the attitude, the availability, the aggressiveness, Those are very important to keep in mind. Here's another point that I think is very important. To get training, you also need to choose a training location, not a job location. Most of us in our 20s begin to think about our future. Maybe we've graduated college and then it's time to get a job. But oftentimes when we look at our life, we just think, I'll find a job and I'll build my life around it. But your job is actually important. But your job site isn't just the only place you get training. In fact, you may not even get training at your job. And if you do get training at your job, it's usually gonna be very specific to the job that you perform. That makes sense. But the church is actually designed to be a training center. We're supposed to be a community where people can actually really learn what it means to walk with God. Not just related to their work, but in their relationships, in their family, their marriage, and their parenting, related to their finances, all the different things. And here at Ridgeview, we want to be a training center center. We're a new church, but we're failing in our job if we're not helping people get trained. And the training is that understanding, learning how life works according to God's reality, learning how to read the scriptures, learning how to relate to each other rightly. And so for us, we want to help people make good decisions. We want to help people be good money managers. We want to help people train on what it means to serve and sacrifice, what it means to walk with God Again, how to be a leader. It's easy to chase a job, but it's very important to pick the training center and then build your life around that. So for me, in my life, I decided even before I was a pastor that I needed training in my 20s. That's my story. I was getting married and I knew I really didn't know how to be a husband. Didn't really know what it meant to really be a man. I needed to learn that. I needed training. And so I was gonna be going to grad school after college and we were looking at going to the East Coast or going in the Midwest and all these different options. And I just got to the point where I was like, you know what, I don't need just to find an education. I I need training. And so we decided to build our life around our church. And that has made an impact in my life that I, I can't even count all the ways. So it's so important. Pick a place where you can get training. And if you're coming around Ridgeview, we want you to be a part and get trained here at our church. That's part of our responsibility to help you in your life. So you gotta pick all those different attitudes and availability, but then you need to pick a place where you can get the training. Then the last is this. To get training, you need to choose right commitments. And this is connected kind of to all these points, but it's the idea of you gotta schedule time. To get training, it needs to show up in your calendar. And another mentor told me, if it's not in your calendar, it's not in your life. I believe that's so true. And so here at Ridgeview, we we try to do actually a lot of things. That's not just to keep everyone busy. It's not just to fill our calendars. But we do know if we don't schedule things, then things don't tend to happen. And so we take very seriously what we do. That's why we've been making such a big deal about groups. Because it's from that right commitment of group that we actually get training in how to walk with God. We also get training on how to treat each other. So that has a purpose. We get training on how to rally together. Same with Sunday morning. We, We want to put time and effort into our online service and time and effort into Church at the Park. These are training opportunities for us to come together to do what God's called us to do. That's also why we have next steps, a sense of how do I take what I'm learning and grow the knowledge into that understanding by applying it. A lot of understanding comes from living it out. But I also want to just give you a sense of other things that we're going to be adding. I've talked about these before, but we have three training programs that we're going to be implementing uh, over the next few months and and even years as things continue to grow and develop. But we have Horizon, which is a nine-month training program for people who are investigating what it means to follow Christ or maybe new to following Christ. And we want to offer that to you for, for those that are interested. You'll just learn how to walk with God, how to serve more in the church. We also have a North Star training program, which is two years. So you go from this nine-month to kind of this two-year training program where you learn kind of how to walk with God yourself and then how you lead others in that. And then we have a five-year training program for those who are called to ministry to be full-time vocational Christian ministers in some uh, environment, whether that's overseas or in a church or church planting. And so all of those are our commitment. Like we want to be a training center in addition to the groups that we do in addition to the service that we do uh, together. And so those flow from that idea of like, I got to make those right commitments. It's very difficult to get training and to grow unless you commit and you put time on the calendar. My final encouragement to you as we look at this, laying the foundation is this, training is not going to come after you. You have to go after it. That goes back to that aggressiveness. You have to go grab it. And so I encourage you, think through, how can you get some more training in your life? And I wanna end with just some next steps to help you think this through. The first is make a decision to get training at Ridgeview. It's been really fun. We're, we're seeing new families and new people come around. But I just encourage you, make a commitment to, you know what, I want to actually build some things here. I wanna put my, my roots down at Ridgeview. That may mean you want to come to our Exploring Ridgeview class to learn more about what it means to be a part of our church and church membership. It could mean, you know, I I really want to be here to serve and to be available. Whatever that is for you, you've got to make that decision. Like, I want to get training here. So I just encourage you, make that decision. If you make that decision now, that's going to impact your life. The second is this. Ask a trusted advisor to give input in my life. This is a risk. Probably puts a little bit of fear in you. I want to ask for input. What if they say something I don't want to hear? And that's true. But here at Rageview, we want to provide input and help to you as you need it. We want to help you with what you're dealing with, but we're not necessarily going to give that unless you ask for it. So there may be some people here at church you you need to reach out to. So, you know, I'm in this situation. I need some help. I need some guidance. Take that step this next week. And the last next step is just Based on what we've talked about in the scripture so far and just the, where you find yourself, it's just blank. But what's your, your next step based on what God's laid on your heart? I encourage you, take that next step. Fill out that connection card. Mark which next step you want to take. We want to pray for you as you take it. And then finally, come back next week as we continue this series. We've talked about laying the foundation, training in your 20s. Next week, we're gonna talk about that building, the importance of building now in Your thirties. So as you consider all these things, make that decision. Come back next week and invite a friend to join you online. Or if you're ready to come to church at the park, invite a friend to come with you. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word which gives us so much help and principles and insight. God, we really do need training. We we need to learn. We need to, to get coaching and it's It's easy to do things our own way, the way that we've always done them. So just show us this morning, right now, just this next step that we need to take. God, I pray that we will commit to Ridgeview as a place where we'll get training, we'll get help, we'll grow together. Also put on our heart just if there's somebody that we need to ask for input in our life. Give us courage to do that, to take that next step. We pray against fear. We pray against pride. Lord, we we just need help. So God, help us to take that next step. And for anyone else who's just wrestling and trying to consider, God, will you just give them a specific next step they can take this week? Thank you for your presence, the fact that you've been with us this morning. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.